chapter twenty of tom and some other girls by mrs george de hornvesey this librivox recording is in the public domain an accident after a storm comes a calm compared with the struggle and anxiety of the summer term the one which followed seemed stagnation itself the arrival of the report had been an excitement it is true but when that was over the days passed by in uneventful fashion until autumn waned and winter came back with the attendant discomforts of dark mornings draughty corridors and coatings of ice on the water in the ewers for this was a good old-fashioned winter when jack frost made his appearance in the beginning of december and settled down with a solidity which meant that he had come to stay the hardy girls declared that it was ripping and laughed at the shivery subjects who hobbled about on chilblained feet and showed faces mottled blue and red like the imitation marble in lodging-house parlours the shivery girls huddled in corners and wished they could go to bed and hug hot bottles until may came back and it was fit for human creatures to go about again people who possess brisk circulations can never understand the sufferings of those whom no amount of clothing will keep warm and who perform their duties for four months in the year feeling as though icy water were streaming down their backs human sympathy is an elastic virtue but it seems powerless to reach so far as that poor miss everett belonged to this latter unhappy class and perhaps the hardest duty which she had to perform at hurst manor was the spending of two hours daily in the grounds with her pupils be the weather warm or cold to be sure they always moved about briskly playing hockey and lacrosse so long as the weather allowed and then turning to skating and tobogganing but there were moments of waiting and hanging about when the wind cut through her like a knife and made her pretty face look pinched to half its size rhoda brisk and glowing would look at her with affectionate superiority call her a poor dear little frog and insist upon running races to restore circulation evie would declare that she felt warmer after these exertions but when at the expiration of ten minutes she was found to be shivering and chattering as much as ever rhoda would grow anxious and consequently more flattering in her similes you are a hot-house flower and not fit to rough it like this it makes me cold to look at you i have a great mind to tell miss bruce how you suffer and ask her to forbid you to come out to games in this weather but at this miss everett protested in genuine alarm rhoda you must do nothing of the kind don't you see that it would be as much as saying that i am unfit for my work miss bruce thinks it quite as important that i should be with you for games as for work perhaps more so for there is more likelihood of your getting into mischief i don't like feeling cold but after all it is only for a few weeks in the year and i as thoroughly enjoy being out of doors for the rest of the time there is not much to grumble about it won't kill me to shiver a little bit cold cough consumption coffin quoted rhoda cheerfully i hate to see you with a blue nose when i am tingling all over with heat and feeling so fit and jolly it's unsociable 
and unbecoming now just skate once more round the field with me and i won't worry you any more miss everett sighed and consented her feet were so numbed that she had believed them incapable of any feeling but now the straps of her skates were beginning to cut into her like so many sharp-edged knives she longed to take them off but did not like to refuse the girl's kindly invitation while unselfishly speaking it was a pleasure to see the graceful figure skimming along by her side with such healthful enjoyment in the exercise the pupils at hurst manor were seldom if ever allowed to skate on the lake for it was deep and the principal preferred to have one of the fields flooded in its stead where the girls could disport themselves with that sense of security which comes from seeing little tufts of grass showing beneath the surface of the ice even nervous subjects grew bold under such conditions and while the more advanced skaters cut figures or even essayed a game of hockey the spectators circled round and round looking admiringly at their exploits at one end of the field was a slight ditch or rather undulation in the ground which when frozen over afforded a source of unending amusement being as good as the switchback itself daring skaters went at it with a dash which brought them safely up the incline on the further side but by far the greater number collapsed helplessly at the bottom or rising halfway up the ascent staggered back with waving arms and gasping cries vastly entertaining to the spectators evie would never be induced to make this experiment having as she said too much respect for her ankles to subject them to so severe a trial and having also passed that age when to tumble down in an icy ditch twenty times over in the course of an afternoon seems the height of mortal bliss the hardihood of the vast majority of the girls the imperturbable good nature with which they picked themselves up from their recumbent position and hobbled up the banks on the edge of their skates spoke volumes for the success of the system on which they were educated they returned to the house glowing and panting and surged up the staircase a stream of buoyant young life which seemed to warm the draughty corridors and bring sunshine into the colourless rooms the piles of bread and scrape which disappeared at tea after such an afternoon as this would have amazed the parents of the daughters whose appetites at home had been so captious as to excite anxiety in the maternal heart of course as the croakers had it as soon as a week's consecutive skating had made every one proficient enough to enjoy the pastime the snow descended and fell in a persistent shower which made the ice impossibly rough the girls looked out from their windows on a wonderful white world whose beauty was for the time hidden from them by disappointment but in the end even snow seemed to bring with it its own peculiar excitements relief gangs of pupils were organized to sweep the principal paths in the grounds while those not so employed set to work to manufacture snowmen not the ordinary common or garden snowman be it understood that disreputable shapeless individual with his pipe in his mouth and his hat perched on the back of his head with whom we are all familiar the hurst manor girls would have none of him but superintended by the modelling mistress set to work with no smaller ambition than to erect a gallery of classic figures 
some wise virgins chose to manufacture recumbent figures which if a somewhat back-baking process was at least free from the perils which attended the labours of their companions what could be more annoying than to have two outstretched arms drop suddenly at the very moment when the bystanders were exclaiming with admiration and to be obliged to convert a flying god into a venus de milo as the only escape from the difficulty or again how was it possible to achieve a classic outline when a nose absolutely refused to adhere to a face for more than two minutes together the recumbent figures lay meekly on their beds and allowed themselves to be rolled and patted and pinched into shape until at a distance they presented quite a life or rather death-like effect the girls declared that the sight gave them the creeps whatever that mysterious malady might be and snowballed the effigies vigorously before returning to the house so that no straggler through the grounds might be scared by their appearance all this time an eager outlook was kept on a sloping bank at the end of the cricket ground where the snow lay first in patches and then by degrees in an unbroken mass when it grew deep enough tobogganing would begin and that was a sport held in dearest estimation the course was dubbed closters after the famous run at davos for the schoolgirl of to-day is not happy unless she can give a nickname to her haunts and it was sufficiently steep to be exciting though not dangerous rhoda had been accustomed from childhood to practice this sport at home and had brought to school her beautiful american toboggan with the stars and stripes emblazoned on polished wood ready for use if opportunity should occur she knew that her experience would stand her in good stead and was now as ever on the outlook for a chance of distinguishing herself in the eyes of her companions one may be naturally clever and athletic but it is astonishing how many others equal even superior to oneself can be found in an assembly of over two hundred girls do what you would a dozen others appeared to compete with you and it was ten to one that you came off second best but wait till we can toboggan said rhoda to herself they will see then who has the most nerve i'll astonish them before i have done and she did following a fall of snow came a frost which pressed down and hardened the soft surface until it was in perfect condition for the desired sport the game's captains surveyed the course and pronounced it ready and directly after lunch a procession of girls might have been seen wending their way from the house dragging toboggans in their wake and chattering merrily together the wind blew sharp and keen and many of the number looked quite arctic waddling along in snowshoes reefer coats and furry caps with warm straps tied over the ears it was de rigueur to address such personages as nansen but rhoda gained for herself the more picturesque title of hail columbia as she strode along straight and alert her tawny curls peeping from beneath a sealskin cap her stars and stripes toboggan making a spot of colour in the midst of the universal whiteness no one thought of addressing her except in a more or less successful imitation of an american twang 
or without including the words i guess in every sentence and she smiled in response well satisfied to represent so honoured a nation the progress of dragging toboggans to the top of an incline is always uninteresting and never takes place without an accompaniment of grumbling in which we may be sure the hurst manor girls were in no way behind they groaned and sighed and lamented as in duty bound while dorothy went a step further and improved the occasion by moral reflections if i were a man i could preach a splendid sermon on tobogganing all about sliding downhill you know and how easy it is and how quickly done and how jolly and lively it feels and then the long long drag back when you want to get to the top again it is a splendid illustration for of course sliding down would mean doing wrong things that are nice and easy and the climb back the bad time you would have pulling yourself together again and starting afresh it's really a splendid idea i wonder no but at this moment it occurred to dorothy to wonder at something else namely how it was that her toboggan had grown suddenly so light and turning round to discover the reason she found it rapidly sliding downhill the girl immediately behind had nipped out her knife and deftly cut the leading string as a practical demonstration of the favour in which sermonising was held at hurst and the whole band stood and screamed with laughter as the would-be preacher retraced her steps to the bottom of the hill and started afresh on her symbolic climb five minutes later with a rush and a whoop the first toboggans came flying down the slope their course was perhaps a trifle erratic and apt to be followed by a spill at the bottom but these were unimportant details only to be expected in the first run of the season and the style improved with every fresh start one girl after another came flying down drew her toboggan up a little slope facing the run and sat down upon it to recover breath and watch the exploits of her companions experience had proved that however rapid the descent a toboggan invariably stopped short before this edge was reached so that it was accepted as a retreat of absolute safety and as a rule there were as many girls resting there as starting from the brow of the hill all went on merrily then until in the very height of the fun dorothy was seized with an attack of her usual sickness it was not a very deadly complaint nothing more serious than hemorrhage from the nose but it was astonishing how much trouble it seemed able to give her to the gaze of the world that nose was both a pretty and innocent-looking feature but it must surely have been possessed with an evil spirit since there was no end to the plights in which it landed the unhappy owner it disdained to bleed in a cubicle or any such convenient place but delighted in taking advantage of the most awkward and humiliating opportunities it bled regularly at frolics when she wore her best clothes and wished to be merry it bled in the anteroom of the examination hall so that she went in to tackle the mathematical paper with three pennies and two separate keys poked down her back it bled at the critical part of a game or when she went out to tea or forgot to put a handkerchief in her pocket 
it is my cross she would sigh sadly and to-day she was inclined to say so more than ever since the attack was so severe that she must needs go indoors and leave her favourite sport on the very first day when it had been possible to enjoy it miss everett walked with her across the field cheering and encouraging and directing her to go straight to nurse when she reached the house then retraced her own steps and hurried back to her charges she had been away only five minutes barely five minutes but in that short time something had happened which was destined to bring about lifelong consequences to more than one member of the party for it chanced that just as she turned away rhoda chester reached the top of the run on the lookout for fresh opportunities it was absurd to go over the same course with no change no excitement to do what thirty other girls could do as well as herself she must try to discover some variety this time and so she gazed about with critical eyes and suddenly had an inspiration for why not drag the toboggan a yard or two farther up the steep bank beyond the path which made the present start it was a tree-crowned bank forming the very crest of the hill so short that it measured at the most six or seven yards but of a steepness far eclipsing any other portion of the run if she could start from this higher point she would accomplish a feat unattempted by any of her companions and descend at a velocity hitherto unknown no sooner thought than done she began to climb the bank dragging the toboggan behind her while the onlookers stared aghast in the name of everything that is crazy rhoda chester what are you doing up there rhoda come down don't be absurd you can't possibly start from there why not pray i can if i choose i'm tired of ambling down that baby run i want a little variety you will have it with a vengeance if you start from there it's far too steep don't be obstinate now and get into trouble evie will be furious with you why should she be there's no rule against it i'm not doing anything wrong get out of the way please i'm coming no no wait 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 until evie comes back and says you may she will be here in a moment do wait rhoda just one minute but rhoda would not wait although as she had argued there was no rule forbidding what she was about to do she had an instinctive feeling that evie was too anxious about the safety of her charges to give consent to anything that involved unnecessary risk evie's absence was her opportunity and she must act now or never so seating herself firmly on her toboggan she called out the last word of warning i'm coming i tell you stand back you will break your neck you will kill yourself if you are so mad oh bother my neck i'll risk it i'll not blame you if it is broken cried rhoda recklessly and even as she spoke the last word the toboggan shot forward and bounded over the edge bounded is the right word to use for it did not seem to glide but to leap from top to bottom with a lightning-like speed which took away breath sight and hearing that first moment was a terrible blank and then she shot over the path itself and was flying down down the slope drawing her breath in painful gasps and staring before her with distended eyes the girls on the bank were craning forward to watch her approach she saw the blur of their whitened faces 
and behind them a little figure running wildly forward waving its arms and crying aloud girls girls jump run get away get away the words rang meaningless in her ears for she was dazed beyond the power of thought the running figure drew nearer and nearer still waving its hands still calling out that agonized cry the girls disappeared to right and left but the figure itself was close at hand closer closer at her very side then came a shock a jar evie's tottering figure fell forward over her own evie's shriek of anguish rang in her ears and then came blackness a blackness as of death End of chapter twenty